guys. Welcome, welcome. Wanted to tell you we're sponsored today by the Suicide Squad soundtrack. That's right. You get all kinds of great songs like this one by Jack and the Beanstalks. Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad is coming to the mall here. Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, yeah. That's right, it's Suicide Squad, the soundtrack. You also get great songs from Robert Pattinson. That's right, it's the Suicide Squad soundtrack. That's not all. You also get the Harley Quinn shorts. <laughs> Sorry, folks. One size fits all. We only have one size, and they're very small. And they don't fit all. They fit no one. That's hard to do on an audio only. They podcast. don't even fit Margaret Robbie. So anyway, um, folks, that was our commercial, our sponsor this week. Like I said, what a great sponsor. The Suicide Squad soundtrack, sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. And also the new Vin Diesel movie, Vin Diesel Triple X Two, Return of the Fast Driving Cars. Um, with all that said, Suicide Squad the movie. Um, I'm going to start a new segment right now. Silent thumbs up, silent thumbs down. Mm. Ready? Thumbs up or thumbs down for this movie? So it's, it's binary then. It has to be one or the other. We can't do like or middle. do you use both? Can you use both thumbs? Can if this were a morning show, you could also use their middle finger. <laughs> oh gosh! But it's not a it's not a drive time morning show, so Beer Wolf is not going to make an appearance on this episode. Um, so we have to choose thumb up or thumb down. There's nothing in between, right? And you yes. can't use both okay. thumbs. Yes, and I, and we'll just we're the only ones that'll see it, and then at the end of the episode. Um, we will. You will tell us which one it was. We'll tell the audience. Are we going to Rochambeau it? Okay. One, two, three. No, we're all going to do it at the same time. Ready? I know. We have to. Ro- hey, but wait, 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 on wait. Three. I'm. I'm confused. <laughs> you guys. You're either going to give listen, a thumbs up or a thumbs in the, down. In the classroom, I have a system. Oh, where it's thumbs up to the side. Nope. No sides. Or down. No yeah. sides. No sides allowed. Binary. Binary zeros and ones only. Amanda. Whatever. Hey. Hey. Turn that frown upside down, babe. I love you. <laughs> no, babe, no. Also, Amanda, I love you too. <laughs> Get out of the... about Phil. Okay, this is a really bad start to an episode. Um, okay, with all that said, silent thumbs up, silent thumbs down. Okay. Are you ready? I think I have the rules now. I'm going to count down from five. You really want to do paper, rock, scissors That's fine. Here. Just count it down. Don't deny pa- Phil his dream. Silent. <laughs> Silent thumbs up, thumbs down, shoot. <laughs> oh. Okay, don't tell anybody. Okay. Right. okay. It's our little secret. Mom's our little secret until the end. Um, it's a great segment for people in the studio. <laughs> a really bad segment for people in your car right now. <laughs> yeah, people driving around are just like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah, they're just like, delete. They're just like, slide right. <laughs> delete or slide left or however you do it. You slide left to delete? I don't know. I can't remember. 
That's the Hardy Boys. Don't okay. pretend like you don't know how to tender. You can't. You don't remember. You might have a tender. Gosh. <laughs> My wife's sitting across you, the table. You don't remember. <laughs> I just can't remember. Like if That's you're not deleting the phrase, something. Though. Like it should be. I don't know how, what that you're talking about. Not I don't remember because it sounds like you're incriminating yourself. <laughs> like you've done it before, but you can't remember if you're. I don't know to how to tender. That's what we're talking about, right? right? Right. But you, the catchphrase. Is it swipe right? I yeah, think swipe I, right. I don't know. I, I don't know but oh my gosh! I, I think swipe. Welcome to the grandparents <laughs> podcast. But you we stumbled know. upon a recorder <laughs> and we started recording. We also learned how to upload it to the internet. But you said I don't remember, as in like you've used it before. <laughs> oh, well, I've heard people talk about it before. Golly, you don't remember. I don't remember. Gosh, I believe swipe right means that you approve. I'm afraid of you typing that in a computer. I'm looking, up, looking it up on Urban Dictionary to see if I'm right. <laughs> well, how are you guys doing? Yes, I'm retired. Swipe, swipe right is a proof. I've been eating all kinds of prunes. And... So so next week, instead of thumbs up, thumbs down, it's going to be swipe left, swipe right. <laughs> Again, that's pretty good. I, I'd be down with that. Okay. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, you'll be left or right with that. Okay, yeah. so here we go. Um, let's talk real quick about um, DC Comics movies. We already did this on the midweek episode. Um, Amanda, you were not present for the midweek. but we, we talked about our favorite DC Comics, just anything movie-related. Um, Phil pointed out, mine is V for Vendetta. I also said I really like Watchmen. As far as the comic book, like the straight-up, the DC, the normal DC Universe stuff, Batman Begins is probably my favorite of those. Yeah. Phil, you said Killing Joke, yeah. the, the, the the animated movie. I hate to say it, but I think the animated ones are, are, are my favorite. They're really good. Yeah. Like, they're super good. Yeah. Amanda, your favorite DC movie? Um, I do like V for Vendetta. It's good. It's real good. Um, but I think that probably my favorite is the Christian Bale, like all three of them, mm. like kind of lumped so together. Good. I feel mm-hmm. like he was a really good Batman. He was a great Batman. It was dark. Yes. Um, but it was dark you know. and it needed to be that way then. And now it's like so beyond like dark. They've taken it too far. It's weird. Yeah. Real, I, th- I think it worked for the Dark Knight, but th- these other characters don't need that same right. treatment. No, Suicide Squad don't. did lighten the mood some. And that we'll see. Well, we can talk about that too. Uh, I don't know. I Yeah. I, I got some thoughts on that when we get there. Yeah. Um, Real quick, um, let's go time for some deets. Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer, who's a veteran of DC uh, of DC stuff. Uh, He's all over the place. He's done a lot, a lot of uh, these type of movies. Uh, Gotham City Sirens. He's got that in production. is that the I, sequel? I lied. He's not done as many of these as I thought he had. <laughs> um, he has done several movies. You, uh, he was the writer for U571, which is a submarine movie that came out in 2000. Training Day, he wrote and produced it. Uh, he also played a Russian hitman in it. Um, Street Kings, he did several other things. And Sabotage, produced by Charles Roven and produced also by Richard Suckle. Uh, written by David Ayer. Starring Will Smith, Jared Leto, Margot Robbie. Margot, I think. Margot Margot, Robbie. Margot Robbie. Joel Kinnaman, Viola Davis, 
Jay Courtney. I'm now listing people. Scott Eastwood made a cameo too, which I thought was awesome. Um, a big thing that I'm going to say about this movie, Will Smith, I was very worried about when they cast Will Smith in this. This is maybe for me some of Will Smith's best work. Oh, really? I was blown away. I liked it. He never, he never went full on Will Smith yeah. Independence Day. He never went that far. True story. So, I, and I thought he did great. Some of the other characters, no, I'm not as pleased with, and, that, and that's where we're going to go for me on this. Mm-hmm. Some of the things, two big things. Um, running time. I don't want to run time. Budget 175 million, and it made. Anybody have that number? Because I do. I already looked it up. $745 million. That's a huge game. Yeah. That's a big movie. Yeah. $745 it was big. million. And, and, and I think um, universally, I mean, I think people genuinely, a lot of folks are okay with this movie. I think it fits into that. And I know we're skipping way ahead here. I think it fits into that world. Um, it just there's a few part, parts that I'm just not as big on. Um, not as great. Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 26%. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty low. So that's that's pretty low. low. Um, but I also, guys, I'm, and I'm, Phil and I, and Amanda, you and I always have these conversations. Folks, listen, I'm, I am, um, well, granted, this podcast is us being critical of something, but we're doing it in a very lighthearted way. So it's not this heavy, like, well, we're critically blah, blah, blah. I don't think that Suicide Squad is going to lose any steam because of us, okay? I feel like, though, critics bash a movie before it even has a chance to do anything. This movie, though, I think just powered through it. I mean, $745 million, you know, it's a pretty good haul. They clearly made money. Yeah, yeah, I think Will Smith was justified in getting paid, as they should have paid him for Independence Day resurgence. Not resurrection. <laughs> resurgence. All right, so you now it's... turned down that movie to do this one. That may it, have been that it. That came out about that the may, same time. That may have been it, but man. Anyway, um, August first release date. Uh, that was the beacon through. That was the initial rollout, and then August fifth in the U.S. Very smart releasing this on August fifth. That probably made them more money than anything. You put it out in July. Crap shoot, man. You think Will Smith was like, "We're gonna go July fourth, right?" I don't do a movie unless it comes out in July. He loves July 4th. <laughs> I like summer blockbusters. He loves July 4th. Like, he's had three or four of, you know, Hancock was July 4th. Uh, Independence Day, the first one was July 4th. Uh, others, probably uh, iRobot was July 4th. I mean, yeah, there's several of those. A lot of them. But that was smart because they didn't have to compete. They just, they, August 5th, they could own. Mm-hmm. Anyway, similar to, and I always say this, the G.I. Joe movie when it first came out, the first one, it was an August release. And it, it made a lot of money because it was no one could with summer. it. But it was in the summer. Um, now is the time for something. Guys, it's the very first on this podcast. First time. And I don't know if I can do it. I harass other people into doing this. But I'm going to do what I call 30 a second synopsis. Phil, do you want to do the honors of timing me for this? or Sure. How are we? Uh, let's yeah, see. you need to feel the pressure about this. I gotta let that uh, go down to thirty there, and then we'll hit pause at thirty. I didn't bring my watch again. <laughs> I can't set that to thirty seconds. Okay, thirty second synopsis for a Suicide Squad. All right, 
Are you ready? I am ready. Are you nervous? Are you ready? I I'm I, not. I will be ready in seven seconds. Are you okay. Nervous? <laughs> um, I am ready. Two, one. Go. Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, wants to put together a great task force called Task Force X, not the Suicide Squad. So um, she assembles the finest team of villains. You have Harley Quinn. You have Killer Croc. El Diablo, led by General Colonel Flagg. They fight off the Enchantress, and the Enchantress horrible by the way she um fights them they fail they, they fail a couple times but in the end they win and suicide squad forever and margaret robbie and everyone ends up in jail you lose the end <laughs> how'd i do wait oh i already know <laughs> i don't know how to turn this off exactly uh no mom i just want to sleep longer <laughs> get up get up <laughs> Get out of bed. That was pretty good. That was what about thirty five. Yeah, seconds? and I will say this: that me show you showing it to me made it worse. Yeah. Did you feel the nervousness? Well, because I lost my concentration. I was. I think I was off to a good start. You were. You were looking at the. And you iPad kept talking. Too. I was not looking at the iPad. <laughs> I had this up. I wasn't even looking at it. Oh, friends, he was looking at the iPad. You were cheating. Touch your mouth. <laughs> um, okay, so with that said, it's time for a little plot action. Action plot. A new segment on this podcast we call Power Plot. Because <laughs> we're going to power through this plot. Ready? Who's ready? Me, I'm ready. Me, I'm ready. <laughs> Me, I'm ready. Okay, so Superman is dead. Our Lady Peace. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Superman's dead. And so we have... Okay, it came back. <laughs> so we have to figure out, listen, sometime we could have another alien come to Earth and try to kill us all. And we got to be able to defend ourselves. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, is truly, possibly the villain in this movie. Yeah. She comes up with the diabolical plan to get their... They, they have a bunch of incarcerated villains. They didn't have to round any of these villains up. Did you notice that? Right, yeah. They were already in prison. Or, I liked it. Yeah. That's smart. It was cool. And, and the way that they rounded them up was cool, too. Like, they had Batman nabbing a couple of them. The Flash was even... Had, like, a short cameo where he uh, grabbed Captain, Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. yeah. They did not use Captain Boomerang very well in this movie. No. No. I and, and, and they did not make him... He's Australian. They got that part right. But Captain Boomerang has flair. I mean, he has flair. This guy was kind of like a street-level kind of dirtbag. You know? Yeah. I felt like he was very black and white. I want flair. Yeah. He should have a cool hat. He should have some boomerangs. He should have some quick quick wit. His (laughs) only thing. Did he he ever throw a a boomerang more than like three or four times? And they never came back to him. They just, he just would throw them, and they yeah, would just and be gone. Yeah, they didn't come back. That's they wouldn't right. come back. They never had him throw one and then come back. I, I mean, they did that once. I don't remember it, oh. so it didn't happen. Maybe once, but it wasn't like enough for me to like. Oh, Captain Boomerang! So check this out. Um, Does Amanda he have Wall- like a hat that has? He a, normally has a cool hat that has like a boomerang. Yeah, on it's the like hat. a flying V, like a pilot hat, but a flying V. And he has bet, those on his costume too, right? Yes, I bet he they dazzled. felt like that was too silly for the movie. 
Like, I mean, that's the Snyder way, right? Is like super realistic. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they, I don't know. So they they put the team together. Um, we have, and I'm going to rattle them off: Deadshot, Harley Quinn, El Diablo, Captain Boomerang, Killer Croc, and Slipknot. He's a specialized assassin named <laughs> Slipknot. Here's what I'm gonna say: I was hoping to see more of Slipknot. Gosh, talk about a wasted character. I, I mean, and if I, you're that actor, aren't you yeah. just like, <laughs> I'm what? We, what is his power? Like, does he have a climb power? stuff? He has a oh, that's zip, right. They said zip he, line. He's a super climber. <laughs> he's not a very major character. Did he, he he didn't climb anything, right? No, no. Well, he tried to climb out, and they exploded him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. So the the the, the quagmire for um, Amanda Waller, it's not because she's always one step ahead of everybody, which is true. Um, was that she? Puts Rick Flag, Colonel Rick Flag, in charge of them. She tells them, and, the, and he tells them that um, there's a, a bomb, a nano bomb, in a nanobite, nano nanobite um, bomb implanted in your neck, and if you try to escape, it will explode and you will die. Captain Boomerang, though, convinced Slipknot that they're just playing a mind game. There's no way that's real. <laughs> Took off and got exploded. <laughs> Which I guess the plot device there is so the audience knows of the severity of it, like that this is really going to happen. They're going to commit suicide if they try to run, um, and so it proves to the audience that they're you know Amanda Waller means business. But the character, I mean, it's like they didn't even introduce him. He had no backstory. It's just like there's this is the guy's name and what he can do, and then we're going to kill him off. Yeah, he without gone doubt quickly. <laughs> so um, they, uh, the last piece of the puzzle, is Doctor June Moon. June Moon. June Moon. And she is the girlfriend of Rick Flag, which you find out Amanda Waller kind of made that happen. And the uh, thing about June Moon. Dr. June Moon, is that she was an archaeologist and she went on a dig or whatever, like exploration uh, into, where at? South America? Mesoamerica? Where, 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 where was she on this dig at? Central do we, America? Do we know? Or was it Africa? Or was it with the Middle East? Or where was it? We, it was a jungle. So I, that's what led me to think of Central America or South America. Could have been Africa. You know? Could have been. I don't know. Anyway. She goes, June Moon goes on an archaeological, archaeological adventure, and she goes into this cave and is uh, possessed by uh, this witch goddess named the Enchantress. And so basically, Waller, being very smart, uses her and Flag, and basically that's the Flag is going to be able to control, she's going to be able to control Flag, um, and she has her heart, which they don't explain how she got her heart, right? No. Well, she like stabs her heart. And that, heart. it's like voodoo magic. Yeah, kind of. Mama, Mama Juju. Yep. And um, so that's how she's going to keep power over that. Then what happens? And, that, and that's a big uh, point in the plot of um, like they want to know. The other characters, the other government um, higher ups and stuff like that want to know why should we let you do this task force X or whatever it was yes. called? Um, and how are you going to even control these people? And the enchant- enchantress is like uncontrollable, but then she shows them if I stab this heart, it 
it hurts her, and so yes. she's under my power. Yes, mm-hmm. and she go they go and get the uh, Iranian uh, playbook for their military yeah. stuff or whatever. Yeah, whoever controls the heart controls the enchantress. Yes, yeah, and so they're like, oh well, we're on board. So they agree to do it. Um, then. Enchantress, though, they're in the subway setting a detonation off Colonel Flag is, or they go in to figure out why something's happening. Enchantress goes in, and Enchantress, oh, by the way, Enchantress at one point goes in the middle of the night and uh, steals her brother's uh, uh, pottery doll thing, rips the head off, and then he comes out in, and then inhabits some random business guy <laughs> and turns into, they don't really say his name. Her brother. Brother. So Enchantress and him then, basically, they take over Midway City. And Midway City uh, is taken over by these monsters and the Enchantress. That sets up the whole rest of the story for us. Um, The Joker arrives. Okay? We find he is... um, we find that he had, he is like some gangster person. And this is where this lost me a little bit. Yeah, it lost me too. I think Jared Leto is obviously a good actor. He's won awards for his acting. I think sometimes actors, being actors, turn into method actors. And at the end of the day, just go be the Joker. We don't need, need you to reinvent this role. <clears throat> we don't need you to... Put grills in when it yeah. made, and I'm not saying anything bad about grills. Okay, little Wayne, have some grills. Great, great, man. Great, sounds great. I'm not sure, but it made no sense for the Joker to have grills. Uh, right? Am I right? Yeah, he has a I very. Agree. When you when I think of the Joker, when I think of Cesar Romero's Joker in the old Batman show. He had a suit on. He had flair. I already talked about. I got this whole flair thing. <laughs> Captain Boomerang needs to have flair. The Joker apparently also. The Joker had flair. Flair. This Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, he had flair. So maybe it's not that as much as I wasn't getting his take on the Joker. Yeah, it didn't seem like the right character. But yeah, I agree. Yeah the the uh, the grills on his teeth were were. Um, distracting he had a lot of tats yeah um he but like like you saying kind of like the crime lord thing like that doesn't seem like him at all like that's in the batman gotham universe and stuff like yes. that you would uh, attribute that to um you know the, the crime mob bosses that he has to fight yes um the penguin yeah like mm-hmm. i mean he the people that have like roost yeah like the joker always kind of dealt on his own like he was kind of a solo act and he almost, I mean, he would occasionally team up, but very rarely. And I mean, it's all about his psychoticness that he kind of chooses to be alone. Yeah, and he's kind know? of an anarchist that and, way. And I mean, the whole, we'll, we'll get to the whole relationship here in a second between him and Harley Quinn. But that's why Harley Quinn is such a fascinating character, because he's never, he's never buddied up with anyone except for Harley Quinn. Mm. And they have this relationship in the comics and start, she started out in the TV show. But, um, but that's why what's so interesting about her is that he never, he chooses to never actually be with anybody. But then you see him like controlling, like, you know, huge sections of Gotham and having this like 
underworld mob boss thing mm-hmm. going on. It was very weird, I think, for his character. Yeah, it did make a lot of sense. One thing I will say that I skipped over, and when I was talking about Enchantress's brother, his name in the comics is Incubus. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? That's cool. He is. Um, so anyway, there you go. So my whole thing with the Joker, though, like even his look, like his his look down to the way that he acted was like an alternate version, some sort of alternate reality version of the Joker. Like, so, but I kind of felt like that with other characters too. Yeah. It was this alternate version of what they could be. Yeah, and you almost have to sit there and... Because all of them, I felt like, had a little bit of a gangster flair. Not just, you know, Will Smith at times. Will Smith, though, yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't know. I felt like they all kind of had that little bit of a gangster flair, so I don't know if that was in the writing or what that was. And I mean, it's they're locked in now. Like, it's too late to change it, because this movie clearly exists in the same cinematic universe as the movies that we just saw earlier in the summer, like Batman v Superman came out a few months prior. Um, and like no spoilers for how that movie ends, I guess, if you haven't seen it, but I mean, it, it lines up immediately directly right into to suicide squad. They reference the movie Batman v Superman at the beginning of suicide squad. So I guess Jared Leto is the Joker now. Like he's going to be that character yeah. you know, in all the future movies. Well, maybe they'll mix it up or something. It's definitely not anywhere near the version of like, Christian Bell's Gotham City. Yeah, and I'm not saying he has to be... He doesn't have to be Heath Ledger. He doesn't have to be Jack Nicholson. Right. He doesn't have to be Cesar Romero. He doesn't have to be this person that's just this whimsical clown. But I didn't understand it. Like, I just didn't... I think a lot of people thought that, too. Like, I think people were like, that's kind of a miss. Yeah. Like, Jared Leto had an idea. I think it's just really different. Yeah. And maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe so. Did he seem psychotic to you guys? Like out of his mind? He seemed pretty normal. Like he, he seemed like he was crazy. More strategic than but psychotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he, I, he did things with reason almost. Yeah, I I saw him as um, I don't know. I can't think of the right word. Maybe Amanda can help me. Is like um, uh, like socially uh, on the edge, like on the you know, redlining, like, like doing, doing things, saying things, uh, standing in certain ways. That was definitely, um, uh, I think can't think of the word. It's eccentric. That's the word I was looking for. Like he's very eccentric, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean he's psychotic. There are lots of people out there that are brilliant and eccentric. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't get the whole psychotic nature of his character, which that is the number one thing you have to get right with, with Joker. Right, because so. it could literally... I mean, he's hes the dude that carved his own face. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. That, like, that's, that's what makes Joker so scary, is that he... He, he, he so, altered his self. Yeah. He is so, he is so far out of reality that um, there's literally no way to intimidate him. Or, I mean, think about someone who has nothing to lose. That that's that's what this yeah, character is. Yeah, not scared is. of anything. Yeah, right. Because because he's out of completely out of his mind. But I don't think that that's this character at all. And so for me, I was watching him on screen, and he wasn't the main villain, anyways, in this movie. But um, for me, as I was watching him, I was just like, I'm not really terrified of this man. Right. Like, I, he's definitely powerful, but I don't get the sense that he there's nothing he wouldn't try or yes. do. So, um, I think he's crazy at some level, but it's like. It's not the same 
it's not the same feeling that I feel like it's supposed to have. Right. You know, like that he's supposed to have because, I mean, he carves his own face. Well, and, and <laughs> a little quick side note, on Gotham, on Gotham now, they've got a Joker character coming. Do they? And he is... He, Crazy? He's carved out a bunch. Like, he, it looks like he has someone else's face <gasps> stitched onto his own face. Yeah. Uh, other than, it looks crazy. Now I mean, that's I feel like that's that's towards that's what like it the really far is. end. Like yeah, that, that's yeah. like the other end of the spectrum. It's like this like sadomasochist Joker. Yeah. The 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 there's been a lot of Jokers over the years in, it, in a lot of yeah. different properties. Um, the the Joker on Gotham is is my third favorite. Like I I, th- I think he is awesome. Uh, Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger are the only ones I would put above him. Yeah. But um, but the guy who plays him in Gotham is brilliant. Like his his portrayal is really really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So quickly here, the big thing with this, Enchantress has set up shop in one of the biggest buildings in the city. I mean, one of the bu- biggest buildings, to the point where there's a a thing where there's this beam of light that shoots out the top of this, and I'm starting to feel like I'm watching Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm watching the first Ghostbusters that that first Ghostbusters movie. And I think they may have stole this plot from Ghostbusters, actually. <laughs> um, with that said, the team has to scale up this building because Amanda Waller is walled up in, get it, walled up in this command center and needs saving. The team climbs to the top, leveled up like a level up boss on some sort of Nintendo game, uh, like bad dudes, and they go to the top. Or Double Dragon, and they they find her. She shoots all the FBI agents in this pit with her. That was weird. Oh, she's a villain. She's a villain. She's a villain. Shoots them all. The Joker, by the way, at this point, um, dis- had deactivated um, Harley Quinn's uh, nano- nanobot thing. Nanobot thing. We, we, like I said, Slipknot's already been exploded at this point. The team is farting to gal. They're starting to galvanize. What was that? You might want to beat that. <laughs> what was that? Starting to galvanize. The team is starting to galvanize. Why did I put an F in there? I don't know. I don't it's know. Weird. Huh. <laughs> How about that? Can they we... actually, they actually, <laughs> to make themselves stronger. So they're starting to galvanize. Galvatron. Um. And they're this, coming together as a team. This is the big twist in the movie, by the yes. way. Like, I, did you see the twist coming? The, I mean, they, they didn't know that who they were saving. No, they didn't. It was just an MVP that they right. needed to get. And they yeah. go in, and, and Colonel Flagg gets her out, and they're like, well, look who this is. It's Amanda Waller. She, her, plane, her helicopter crashes as she's leaving the big building. Then she is uh, taken by the goons, the... Uh, 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 what's her name? Enchantress's goons that she's been she's been creating these uh, soldiers from their other soldiers, and um, she is uh, they're they're turning these weird looking I don't know pus head things. I'm not sure what to explain. Yeah, they were really dumb looking. They're really bad looking. Pus like, head. Yeah, it's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Gross. bad guys, <laughs> and uh, so they're um, oh. taking over and uh, are fighting off a bunch of them. She is then kidnapped. They use her as some sort of a, oh, they use her and they go in her in her mind so they can figure out where all the missile installations are. What do they figure out? Who are you talking about? 
What do they use Amanda Waller for? They figure out where all the... Um, I don't know. I don't know that I was intently watching that part. Yeah, that's a problem. So anyway, she's... Well, that, like, Amanda Waller has all the knowledge of all the things. Right, of all the all the secret uh, that was information. Specific. Yeah, very... Yeah, <laughs> all thing. the things. And so they, um, they have to fight their way back to the top. They fight the Enchantress... And they they had, Killer Croc swims underneath the thing, blows up, um, blows up Incubus guy, and he's blown up. And then they fight off Enchantress. Luckily, she still has a little heart in her. And they uh, and Colonel Flag's able to talk her down. And then he talks to her. She he rips the heart up, and then he gets his girlfriend back. There it is. Win win. Uh, yeah. Here are the things I dislike about this movie. Jared Leto as Joker. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, it wasn't his fault, like what you said earlier. But you think what what wasn't his fault? Like I, I don't think Jared Leto is a bad actor. I think he's no, a, no, 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 yeah. no. I, I think he's a good he's a actor. Great, yeah. Really good a method actor. Great actor. This was just a miss. Yeah, it was. I'm not sure what to compare it to. It was just a miss for for me. Maybe you love it. The Enchantress character was horrible. Like. And the plot being Ghostbusters was like, no, really? Yeah, I felt like one of the characters at one point was going to say, there is no Dana, there is only Zool. And that, and then, <laughs> like, not only that, there's parts when she starts talking and she's like Zool and she's kind of dancing around. And then that actress, I'm not sure what that was all about. Like, I was like, why did they do that? Why didn't they make the Joker the main bad guy? It would be less epic, I guess. The Enchantress maybe was the only person they could dig up, they could turn on the team and be an epic problem for them yeah because none of the rest of these people this all the rest of the people are a one like a one shot kill right yeah, yeah that, that's the problem with when you have dead shot dead shot on the team because he can literally fire one shot yeah. and yeah. whoever he's fighting is dead right here's here's what uh going back to the what you just said because i want to kind of dig deep on that a little bit this movie suffers from what i think a lot of bad movies suffer and i don't think that necessarily this movie is terrible but um, is that you have to, they, they both, they want to do two things at the same time. And those things are, are mutually exclusive. Um, they want both at the same time to have a villain that is, um, completely, uh, formidable, almost impossible to take down. And they want a nice, clean, uh, fairly short ending yeah. to the film. Yes. And you can't do both of those things in these kind of movies. Let's like, wrap it up. Yeah. So, like, Enchantress, like, you want, throughout the movie, you have to, you, you want to be thinking, how did they actually take this person down? Is this even going to be possible? But then when you get to the ending, and it's so easy. I mean, they took down Incubus, I guess. They never name him. Um, what it says in the notes by here. literally de- um, detonating a bomb underneath his feet, and he falls in water, and I guess dies because he can't go in water. I, I, they never explained because the explosion was so big. But it was like, yeah, how's that possible? He's, I, I, he's, I, he's mowing arms down through things. Yeah, just, yeah, he's mowing down trains and stuff like that, and like a small bomb underneath his feet that doesn't even yeah. hit him directly kills him. Right. Like, <laughs> I, it was just so weird to me the ending. Yeah. Um, same thing with Enchantress too. Like. <laughs> 
this is my, my big beef with the ending with Enchantress. I, I actually thought her character was kind of interesting, like a backstory and stuff like that. Of that I like that. I but, agree. But she, so she is powerful enough to cause this massive blast up into the air, like you said, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, but then when she goes to fight them, she uses a sword. Like yeah. she, she's like meleeing everyone. Yeah. Like, why do you, I mean, can't you just like swing your arm and they're like, they're all dead. Right. But she, for, right. for some reason, has to go hand to hand combat with all of them. And I think it's just because that that fits the movie that and they wanted to show. And she got her heart back, so she should have been full strength. And yeah. then she can do that whole like magic trick where she like makes them all. Yeah. Well, she disappears. Like she can poof where she wants to poof. Like she can go where she wants to go. Why can't she just like you know? Whatever. Punch through the heart. Exactly. And I don't understand. Take him down. Like that. That I, part to me was weird too with the sword because I kept expecting her to like you know just decapitate or somebody with her powers someone, yeah. yeah but that yeah, just I wasn't was, happening i was really confused by the ending it yeah. didn't make any it didn't fit the characters that did were she lose power because her brother died maybe so i don't know if okay if batman the batman superman cinematic universe stuff is the main course wonder woman the stake main course okay maybe is you she have supposed to be you have no hold on Th- those those three Let's say those three, you added a little flash for, you know, a baked potato on onto this meal. Do you feel like Suicide Squad is a good salt and pepper to add into that universe? Because I think that's the purpose of the of this movie. You you expand on what you have and then you add the salt and pepper to season that uniform that, that universe out. Because this universe needs extra things because it's lacking and they're mm-hmm. trying to rush they're trying to rush the DC stuff so fast that they need seasoning to do it. Yeah. Is this a good seasoning or is this like putting Mrs. Dash on like a hot fudge sundae or something? No, I think that I think it's a good seasoning because like with this one movie you have all of these people now you can pull from. Like, and it was good enough to, to use those people and pull yeah. them into the other universe? It's kind of like um, with Marvel and the Avengers, you know, like how they've built it up, but they've slowly built it up. Yeah. But now, like, you can have Ant-Man in mm-hmm. the Captain America movie and, like, people get excited because Ant-Man's in the Captain America movie and then if vice they, versa. If S- Spider-Man cameos, things like that. Right. Like, but this is like the reverse of that where it's the villains instead of the heroes, I feel right. like. Yeah. A- as I was watching it, I had the distinct thought that this is their guardians. Suicide yeah. Squad yeah, is, their, is their guardians. That's, um, cause that's not good, though. I know. But I mean, you think about the guardians of the galaxy. These are not good guys. Like Drax yeah. is not a, is right. not a They're hero. They're like mercenaries. They're all like the Han Solos. of the. They're more yeah. likable, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think that's where so it suffers. It's a more epic movie than Guardians I, is a much more epic movie than this mm-hmm. was. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, the fact that it's in space, I think, has a lot to do. And with these that, guys are all like street level people. But like, um, like Star Lord and Drax and Gamora, like these are assassins and villains and thieves. Like, you know, uh, Rocky Raccoon is basically out to kill everyone in the universe. Like, <laughs> I mean, he has no care. He yeah. Care. So like, these are bad dudes. But but Amanda, you nailed it. They're instantly like. Whereas I didn't really feel compelled to care about anyone in no, Suicide Squad. No, not at all. Yeah. So let's talk about the goods in this movie. What's the goods, Amanda? Uh, Will Smith. Yeah. 
I was job. so surprised. Man, he, he's he I worried. He did a great yeah. job. Okay, what else? One he's kind game. of the le- becomes the leader of the team, really. Yes. Yeah, he does. Um, I'm gonna say Amanda Waller. She she's a villain anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. She, I feel like and now I'm comparing her to the Amanda Waller that's on TV's Arrow, Arrow right now. Yeah. yeah, but she's way more scary in Suicide Squad. Like that version of Amanda Waller, the Viola Davis. I feel like How I'd about, be scared of her because she's. You can tell automatically that she's manipulative. Yeah, and she does exactly what she wants. So I felt like that was a really good performance by her. Yeah. How about How about Viola Davis? She she owns. She's so good. She she owns whatever she touches. Yeah, I've seen her in a couple other movies, but man, she is just commanding on the mm-hmm. screen every time she's on it. She scares me. She she honestly was almost a, a runaway hit for me for mm-hmm. the movie. The only drawback was she wasn't in the movie more. Yeah. But other than that, I, I almost felt like she stole the whole show. Yeah, and she, that writing for her, like the way this is, I thought this was great. The way that they, um, she introduced them, like she's at dinner, she's yes, eating, that was smart. and it's like no big deal. I'm just eating, talking about these crazy people and how I'm going to yeah. use them to do something crazier. You know, yeah. you Viola know? Davis over the years has done a lot of roles that you wouldn't even know that she was in those roles. Have you guys seen Predator? The original Predator? I have, but it's been yeah, a long yeah. time. She played the Predator in the original Predator. That was oh, her really? in that suit. No oh, wow. way. No, it wasn't. No way. That's how good of an actress she is. She's I, able I to bought that. Don, a, don that suit and turn it. <laughs> She's anyway. in the help and like I literally, I think, and I'm not a crier, but like I think I cried in that movie, in The Help, because of her performance. She was good in that. Yeah. She was so good in that. Okay. Um, bads, Amanda. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I think the things that we've already talked about, like the Joker situation. I like Jared Leto, but it was just weird. And the Enchantress situation too <laughs> like, oogie boogie 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 it's like golly Enchantress. i mean they led her they led her out to be the like the most powerful asset that they had on the squad right because of what she can do and that like whole like disappearing thing man i mean like that's crazy like they were she was in that boardroom and then she got that it's random, like nightcrawler yeah she got the random thing that like they've been searching for for years yes. just to prove it and yeah. then like she's fighting with a sword at the end yeah and then yeah it's like she doesn't need to fight with a sword yeah it's like they were like one step away at that ending of will smith like i said turning into uh independence day where he punches yeah. that alien and goes welcome to earth <laughs> and like and punches her in the head and she's like oh well, she's dead she what? Doesn't, she doesn't need a sword. When you can do what she can do, you don't need a sword. No. Uh so Phil Goods. Um, I loved the soundtrack in this movie. It was awesome. I like the it, first one I sang this when we first started this episode? No. My not, okay. That, that wasn't a real song. Well, uh again, I'll, I'll compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's it the soundtrack, the the way that they uh used songs, even pop songs that everyone mm-hmm. knows, uh, to illustrate or bring resonance to certain action scenes mm-hmm. I thought was really powerful. Um, yeah, it's the Queen stuff that like we saw in the trailer and all that, but um, other songs like Eminem and um, you know just stuff that, that you know um, is in, just directly in the film and being used in, in pretty powerful ways. So um, I actually really liked that. Um, other good... Uh, I thought the action scenes were pretty intense. Like, I mean, when you see like these hordes of... 
Whatever they you were. Know, whatever those things yeah. were. Putties. <laughs> they were putties from the original. Uh, uh, what? What's my name? Uh, I mean, watching Will Smith um, as Deadshot, just like, just like, just one shot kill, like mm. you know, twenty of these things as they're like climbing over cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Now he was really good in that. Um, I I thought the action scenes, the way they were shot, were very intense. Um, I loved the scene. Think about how hard it would be to see to film the scene with Margot Robbie in a small elevator. That elevator is, what, like six feet by six feet square, maybe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they got to figure out how to put a camera in there so that she can fight off like two or three of these bad dudes. And uh, so they're they're doing shots from below, like from the floor, from above, from the side. It was a glass elevator, so they're probably doing some that are outside the elevator. I would have loved to have seen how they shot that scene because they they did all these quick quick shots, you know, two seconds per shot um, as she's flipping around and, you know, yeah. kicking everything and, and doing, you know, all these acrobatics. And the camera never got in the way and it, it showed you everything that you wanted to see in a very small area. So I felt like the way that they shot, they creatively shot the action scenes in the movie was really brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Bads? Um, I already talked about the zombie things. I they were completely stupid. I don't know what was going on with that. I don't know why they thought that that would be scary or intimidating to an audience. It was just really bad. it was laughable. I was like I, the first time I saw them, I I literally laughed out loud. It's like I don't understand what, what those things are. Weird. Yeah, there's no backstory for them. Um, I know you guys talked about the enchantress maybe being your least favorite character. Mine, killed a croc. Really, his voice was distractingly terrible. Yeah, like really, really bad. Um, they they got uh, Waylon Jones is is an African American guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In the comics, mm-hmm. um, I felt like they made him sound really stupid in this movie. Um, and I, I get it; he's a beast, like he's a lumbering, you know, uh, animalistic kind yeah. of thing. Yep. But like you watch other um, characters of that same kind of basic genre like uh, the second or no the first amazing spider-man movie with andrew garfield was the lizard and i felt like his voice was just like his normal voice i, I didn't i didn't understand why they had to make him almost unintelligible right there, you there couldn't were, yeah. yeah there were t- times where i had the subtitles on and they're it, they, the whole time i was watching the movie the subtitles were on and i was so glad that they were on just for him and, and captain boomerang i couldn't understand him sometimes either but that's just his accent but um but yeah killer crocs Thank God he barely speaks. He has like eight lines in the whole film. Right. Because I think if they gave him a lot of lines, more like I think audiences more and more would have just been like, stop talking. Yes. Like right. he sounded really bad. I, I, I'm i trying to figure out, let me see which actor played him. Because my beef with him was I think they could have gotten, I uh, can see what they get here. I've seen him in several things. They altered but. his voice like digitally. For sure. Like that's, They could have gotten a, a larger dude. To play that role, yeah. Do you? I remember seeing this, and his head was gigantic, and he didn't have real big shoulders. And you know, how in Guardians of the Galaxy, this is basically Drax. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they got Batista to play him, who's a former WWE guy, who's a mon. I mean, just huge. And this guy, at times, like the head looked like bobblehead, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. We talked earlier about another bad that I have is we talked about the darkness in the movie, which I get it. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a, this is an anti-hero movie. You're not meant to love these guys. They're they're bad 
guys who de- do bad things, which, you know, a lot of that was around Will Smith and his, right. his daughter. I thought all that plot stuff was really good. But they, I think, they, I really feel like they made the movie too dark. Like it was, had this green tint, like mm-hmm. a, like they shot the, all the film with like a green lens over yes. the, over the top yeah. or something like that. And it's okay to shoot like, you know, a scene or a few scenes in a row like that. But even when they went back in time, those scenes were all green. Like I felt like everything was this dark green mood from start to finish. And it like, it was weighing on me by the end. Like by the end of the film, I was was just like too much. I I felt like pushed down, like depressed watching this thing. There was no sun. Like it pushed a mood on you because of it? Because of the look of it. There was only a couple times when you even saw the sun in this thing. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was either uh, dark or dark and raining or (laughs) dark raining Mm -hmm. and, you know, very, depressing dialogue like i don't know i think i think really the shining moment for the movie for me was the bar scene i, re- I really liked watching yeah, that. that's where they yeah. came together it's yeah. it's a moment where Friendship. they yeah where they realized you're off the hook like we're uh we'll let you go if you want to go this is your chance to fly free bird or you know whatever and they decide ultimately that they do want to stay and they do want to see the mission through but i also liked that scene because it was one of the only scenes that wasn't incredibly uh, dismal like it was in yeah. like an indoor lit bar and I felt like it was kind of that shiny moment literally speaking in the movie and so yeah the rest of it I just wasn't wasn't into it but the last thing I'll say bad I know you want to move on mm-hmm. um, is uh, I'll, I'll say this in a friendly way for the podcast Harley Quinn's look is hyper sexualized and oh, for sure. Like to the point of where I was like, you're only doing this because teenage boys want to watch this film. Right. Um, I felt like, yes, violence, yes, language. There's all these reasons why it's, it is the hardest PG 13 movies that I think I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was her, her character. She is basically in one scene, she literally is in a bra and panties. And then, uh, throughout the rest of the movie she has a shirt on that's like falling off of her and she's in the shortest shorts i mean it's basically she's got spanks it's yeah it's underwear yeah it's it is underwear it's Spank, spanks is actually <laughs> like would have been what that is more covered it's amazing like, yeah and it is yeah and there's a lot of shots like where the camera like i feel like the camera guys had like a like a you know a boom boom stand whatever that was like low on the ground kind of like looking up at her you know rear end but yeah, the whole movie, I was just like her poor mother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. watching her in these. Well, and how studs, realistic so. is it that a woman would be able to wear that and do what she does? Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, and she also has heels on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it so ridiculous. It didn't need to be that way. Like, um, the original incarnation of this character was in an animated series for kids mm-hmm. and it's like a clown and she was in a clown outfit. She but has basically. like the gesture, mm-hmm. the yeah. gesture hat, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like the and, two. And I'm not what saying are those things, cones, horns, know, whatever what? they are. And yeah. her, her modern look in the current comics, the, the new 52 comics that are going on right now is the, pigtail baseball bat um you know i'm gonna rough people up Mm -hmm. you know tattoos or whatever which i'm fine with but man i just didn't see the need for the total lack of clothing there was hardly any there yeah so that that was a bad for me i didn't think i I felt like it didn't have to be that way and i think it trivialized her character a little bit in the 52 is she dressed similar to how she's dressed in the movie i believe so yeah so they were probably just pulling that material from the 
the 52, you think? Yeah, but I mean, it was clearly just um, tantalizing eye candy right. for, oh, a certain, for sure. a certain kind of moviegoer. <laughs> yeah. But, they they wanted it PG-13 so that they could get teenage boys to go see it. And how else are you going to do that except to have Margot Robbie looking like that mm-hmm. in the trailers? So, And if that's what you're looking for in that movie, you, you got it because she's on screen a lot. a lot. She is. She's one of the main, the main people that you follow. <clears throat> okay. So with that said, let's rate this movie. Scale of one, one being bad, five being horrible, the worst thing ever. Phil, one to five. What is this movie? Um, you and I kind of talked about it a little bit, and I, I debated it. I was going back between one and a two, but I, I, I really feel like it's a one for me. Yeah. Okay. I liked it for the most part. Amanda, one uh, to five. One. Okay. Guess what? One. Uh, I can look past the Enchantress stuff. I can look past... The uh, ha, barely the Joker stuff. I just don't get it, and I'm not sure what he was thinking. Yeah, maybe I know what he was thinking, but I didn't need this anyway. But ones all around. Um, everyone. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie and BBS basically the same Rotten Tomato score. They're both twenty six, twenty seven. Which one did you like better? Batman. Yeah. Or Superman. I liked it better. I I really do like Henry Cavill as Superman. I I don't I don't. I'm I'm one of the people that says they've done Superman a couple like three different ways now, and they modernized the Christopher Reeves version with mm-hmm. Brandon Routh. That didn't really play real well with people, and now they've made it super dark. I don't know that there's a middle ground for Superman, and I said that like that his character and he's great. He's Superman, you know. I mean, there's you know Nike Air Jordans and. Little Debbie snack cakes and they're Superman, and uh, get that. Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> they're star crunches, and you know, uh, Swiss roll cakes and Superman. Anyway, and so it's like you have this template you have to go with. I mean, there's not really any way around it, and he's unstoppable. So there's only so many so many ways you can do it. I feel like we need to tell the people listening to the podcast that we did watch the extended, like the director's cut of this mm-hmm. movie. Um, so in theaters, it, the movie was shorter and we saw some additional scenes and yeah, stuff like which that. probably helped. So I think we probably did end up liking it better than the critics did. But yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's reveal. That's, a good, that's good. Let's do our big reveal for our, our, uh, thumbs up, thumb down from the beginning of the movie. I did thumb up. I also did thumb up. I also did thumb up. Three horrible movie thumbs up. Yeah. How about that? I bet you guys at home didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> really not horrible at all. <laughs> okay, so that's about it. Everybody good? Good. Everybody doing great? Sure. I'm going to go get some dinner because I'm hungry. All right. So, yeah. Amanda, would you like to go eat dinner with me? Uh, is this, are you asking me out? Yeah, would you like to go out and eat some food with me? I'm hungry, yes. Yes, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Phil, you have fun. You have fun. Rest your night. Good job, you have fun, Amanda. You too. All right, everybody give it up for yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody clap. All all right. You guys are lame. Okay, all right. Guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, I wanted to thank our sponsor tonight, Suicide Squad, the soundtrack. Also, our other sponsor, um, a new sponsor to the podcast, Roofing Company, all the shingle ladies. All the shingle ladies, all the shingle ladies, all the shingle ladies, all the shingle ladies. 
Well, that's right. It's all the shingle ladies. When you have roofing needs, call the shingle ladies. They'll come right out and help you out. All the shingle ladies. How long have you been thinking about that? What's that sound on all the single ladies? Like, you know, when he starts up, it's like, like, what is that? What is that sound on that song? That also could be Mamba number five. Well, your version of it, I think, could be. <laughs> That's right. It's all the shingle ladies. Do you have roofing needs? Has the storm taken off your roof? Come on down to all the single ladies. But don't just ask us. Ask our president, ask our Biff ladies. Biffington. Hi, I am Biff Biffington. I would like to invite you, the client, to our showroom to talk to my my customer my customer service representatives at all the single ladies. We have all your roofing needs under one roof. Get it? Thank you very much, and have a great day. Also. Uh, we give a discount to anyone uh, from the the movie, or f- anyone from Destiny's Child or Beyonce. You also get a discount. No rights were obtained in the use of my theme song. All the shingle ladies, all the shingle ladies. That's right, all the shingle ladies. Thank you. A proud sponsor of the Horrible Movie Podcast.